Welcome to Freedom Now with Peter Asanful. Freedom Now is brought to you by the Spirit Life People, a ministry that focuses on teaching you how to live and walk in the Spirit so that you can manifest Christ's freedom in your life. It is our prayer that you shall be transformed as you receive the word from the Lord today. And now, here's your host, Peter Asanful. Are you in church? Are you excited? God bless you for being here. Shall be on our seat in heavenly places. Even as the word is coming, I want you to get ready to receive from the Father. It's not by mind, it's not by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. Amen. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, Welcome. Welcome, welcome. You've all left Auntie Abigail to be there alone. You should surround her. Let one of them come and sit by. Amen. I'm excited for your life today. It seems you are not excited for your own life. How many of you are excited for your own life? Amen. Yes. Whenever you come to the presence of the Lord, the Bible says there's fullness of joy. All the time, let there be joy. On your face, express joy on your face. Express excitement on your face. Some people, when they come to church, you know, you know, I didn't ask you not to eat before coming to church. We have finished the fasting. Amen. And you know, usually, it's part of me now. I don't remember the last time I've been taking a breakfast before coming to stand here. It's not in me to eat before coming to church. Like, as I'll be talking to you, I'll be like, I'll be losing off. Because I'm that person when I've been eating and then something falls into my stomach. I usually will be feeling a bit, let me lay down a bit or let me do something. Amen. God bless you. Today we are starting a new series, so I'd like you to spend some few seconds to speak in the spirit and prepare yourself for the word that is coming. Close your eyes and speak in the spirit, speak in tongues. Makata satato brahata delebe sobre hendelebe seada. That the years of your spirit, man, will be open. Will be open. You will not hear ordinary words. You hear words of life, words of power, words of grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, once again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the spirit life people welcome to the freedom palace i didn't hear someone say amen today you shall experience freedom in your life i said today you shall experience freedom in your life amen somebody kindly take your your bibles your jotters and everything we are a learning church we learn the word we learn the word Especially when I'm starting a new series, everybody must be involved with all of their heart and all of their mind. Amen. All right. 
I'm glad to announce that today we are starting the beautiful series entitled The Gospel of Freedom. Oh, I said the gospel of freedom. Oh, come on, celebrate the word of the Lord this morning if you can. Amen, somebody. You know, having me part of this ministry, having me part of this vision. Freedom is something that many people don't know the importance of it. If you take even our country, uh, our other types of type of our national anthem, One of the lines said, "Our ancestors they poured down their blood so that we can gain freedom." Do you get it? Freedom is unmatched. Freedom is priceless. Freedom is at the top of everyone's desire in life. To be free. I'm telling you, it's like having the best or even more than the best of any gift at all that you can think of. Yet, unfortunately, there are some people who don't see the value of freedom. And because of that, they think to have freedom is to just uh, misbehave. No. There's a purpose of freedom. Amen. And as a child of God in Christ... There's a reason the freedom we have in Christ must be of essence to you, must be important to you. There's a reason you must understand the freedom that we have. And today we're going to understand why it is a good news to have freedom in Christ. Amen, somebody. Gospel simply means good news. So the gospel of freedom simply means the good news of freedom. The good news we have from the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. Amen, somebody. The good news we have from the freedom we have in Christ. That's a simple thing. And like I said, it's a series. So don't expect me to finish today. Today will be part one. I'm laying the foundations so that we can take off in the subsequent um, Sundays. Amen. Turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter number four. Luke chapter number 4. And I read verse number. Um, from verse number 16. Luke chapter number 4 from verse number 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And stood up to read. So it was the custom, which means that every time Jesus was in the church, he would read the Bible. Which means that even Jesus was doing something in the church. You cannot be in church and you just come and parade yourself. We are not doing beauty pageant here. You come, you do something for the Lord. Tell you about do something for the Lord. Even Jesus was working in the church. Yeah. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read. It was his custom, meaning that it was something he usually does. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. So we'll be going to Isaiah to see where he read it from. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because 
He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim the liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Amen. So let's go therefore to Isaiah chapter number 61 where Jesus read. So Jesus took the prophecy of the man of God because that was part of what he came to fulfill. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 61 verse number 1. Isaiah chapter 61 verse number 1. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of, of the prison to those who are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, he realized that Jesus read up to the first line of verse 2. Do you know why? Go to the next verse. And the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn. So why didn't he add those two lines to it? You understand me later as we go on. Praise the Lord. <laughs> that is why when you study your Bible, when you read something and they are quoting someone, you must go and check the source document. What they were quoting. There's a reason always they quote and they leave some portions of what they are quoting. Because of the revelation he was carrying. Amen, somebody. So, the, the simple respect that was assigned Jesus coming to this world was to bring freedom. We have seen it. He read it. He said he's coming to bring liberty. The word liberty there means freedom. To bring freedom to those who were under captives. In fact, Isaiah said to set them free, those who are in prison. You're going to understand in this series what it means to be in prison, what it means to be in captivity, and all of those things. The kind of captivities that Jesus set us from. So it's going to be a deep teaching series, not uh, all this. No, I'm not preaching, I'm teaching. You know me, I'm a teacher. I, don't, I teach. Say, I teach. Uh, yeah, I teach. So when you, if you don't take the notes, you better get a podcast. And make sure you eat the word over and over. Praise the Lord. All right. So we'll go to Galatians chapter number 5. Galatians chapter number 5. Which in fact is the anchor, anchor scripture upon which the mandate and the vision of this ministry is found. Galatians chapter number 5 from verse number 1. That is the anchor scripture upon which the vision we are carrying in this church is found. He said, stand fast therefore in the liberty, and the word liberty is freedom, in the freedom by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So realize that bondage means prison. It means captivity. To be in captivity is to be bound, to be in chains. So he said, see, in one sentence, there's a verb and there's the uh, which other the noun of the same word operating there. He said, Stand fast, therefore, in the freedom, which is the noun. 
by which Christ has made us free, the verb. So, it's to tell you the importance of freedom to God. God, in fact, I told you the last time, when you read the interlinear Bible, when you read from the Greek, it says that in freedom, Christ, he set us free. So, Christ stood in freedom to set everyone free in himself. And he said, now you, don't allow yourself again to be taken back into the bondage from which Christ set you free. Don't allow yourself. Praise the Lord. So the moment freedom comes, that is good news. And when you have that good news, you are not supposed to allow yourself to go back again into slavery. I told you the last time. Imagine Ghana saying, you know what? Uh, We are in debt. We are in debt, so much debt. So let's go back to be colonies of the, the British. Do you think it's going to be something proper? No. Yeah, some Ghanaians will say, oh, you know, no problem because Charlie, the politicians are bad. Let's go back. But the majority of Ghanaians will kick against it because if you are under any kind of bondage, you will always serve your master. Look, the things that the British took away from Ghana. We still have some, uh, yes, we have leaders who are not making use of what we have. But at the end of the day, it is better to be in freedom than to be in slavery. Are you getting what I'm saying, somebody? Yeah. So Jesus stood in freedom and he came to set us free. Go to verse number 13. And I want all of us to read it together. If you're in verse number 13, wherever you see liberty, just replace it with freedom. New King James, my version I'm reading, decided to use the word liberty. But the original Greek word is freedom. It's the same meaning anyway. Are you all there? Verse number 13. Galatians chapter number 5. One to go. For you, brethren, have been called to freedom. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Praise the Lord. He said, now we have been called to freedom. Say, I've been called to freedom. You have not been called again to bondage. You have been called to the freedom that Jesus brought into the world. He said, now don't use your freedom as an opportunity, as an excuse for the flesh. And we will get there. Amen. So in this series, we're going to address certain things. I want you to know them as we go along. One. We will know why we are free. Are you right? In this series. We will know why we are free. We will know what we have been freed from. We will know what we have been freed from. We will know who we were freed from. We are going to know that. And we will know how we were freed. Some people don't know how we were freed. So they don't value the freedom we have in Christ. And we will know exactly when it happened. The moment you are freed, when does your freedom begin? When you are talking about your freedom in Christ, at what moment, at what instant, does your freedom begin in Christ? Amen, somebody. So in the course of this series, you are going to get this whole teaching in full. Everything that God does, there's a purpose. Everything that God does, there's a purpose. Say everything that God does, there's a purpose. God does not do anything without a purpose. No, he does not waste his power. He does not waste his glory. Everything he does, there is a purpose. 
And for that reason, you must understand that there's a reason and there's a purpose for the freedom we have in him. Without you appreciating the freedom we have in Christ Jesus, what is going to happen is that you are going to take for granted the freedom that he got for us. So you must know the purpose of the freedom, which you will know. Amen. Finding the purpose of God for what he has done becomes the standard for your living. The moment you know the reason something is being done, it becomes the gold standard for your living. Praise the Lord. Every time you have the purpose, it becomes the way you go about doing things because you know why you are doing it. When you don't know why you do something, then you begin to do things anyhow. But the, the moment you know why, the purpose, exactly you know how to go about things. So, finding out why we have been free, because people don't know why we are free. So, they think, okay, you know what? I can take an opportunity of my freedom. For example, people don't know why Ghana we are having our freedom. So, they take development, for example, for granted. If we were freed from the British, because we were complaining that they were taking everything that we had, our gold, our this, our this, and it didn't allow us to develop. Now that they have given us our freedom, why are we not developing? Because there are some people who do not understand the purpose of freedom. The purpose of freedom is to develop. The purpose of freedom is to move forward in life. The purpose of freedom is to express God's plan and will for your life. Until you understand the purpose of God for your life, you'll be stagnated. You'll be at one place. You'll not be making any impact in life. Praise the Lord. So I want to bring you... Um, certain words and the differences they have between themselves and the word freedom because it may sound that they are the same but they are not the same even though collectively they work together for you to understand and experience the freedom we have in Christ I'm bringing you three words including freedom the first word is salvation there's a difference between salvation and freedom are you writing them down The second one is deliverance. Deliverance. Or to deliver. Deliverance, of course, is a noun. Deliver is the verb, so it's the same thing. They come from the same word. And then, of course, the third word is freedom. They're going to understand the three differences between them. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? All right. So what is salvation? How different salvation is from freedom. So that you don't end up um, putting the two of them together. Now, salvation comes from the Greek word soteria. Soteria is spelled S-O-T-E-R-I-A. Soteria. Say soteria. Yeah. S-O-T-E-R-I-A. And it comes from the verb sozo. Now, sozo, it means to save. To save. But in a more straight, simple way, it means to rescue. Say rescue. Yeah. So when you are rescuing someone, that is salvation. Now, it also means preservation. So salvation both means to rescue and to preserve. And in the Greek salvation even goes on to talk about your health so sometimes somebody will call you and say how is your salvation and when a person is asking how is your salvation he's trying to ask how is your health your physical health so salvation is also for your physical health 
or your physical body as well as your spiritual essence are you here with me somebody so it is to rescue and also to preserve say rescue and to preserve acts chapter number 27 acts chapter number 27 Acts chapter number 27. I read verse number 34. Acts 27. It said, therefore, verse 34, Acts 27, verse 34. Therefore, I urge you to take nourishment, for this is for your survival, since not a hair will fall from the head of any one of you. Since not a hair will fall from any one of you. Now, this verse captures the word salvation. The word survival. The word survival is the word salvation in the Greek. Soteria. He said this is for your preservation. In fact, other versions says this is for your preservation. You remember when Paul was going to hit on the island of Patmos. You know, they didn't want to eat because the boat was just being tossed by the wind. So he says this is for your preservation. Eat something. This is for your salvation. So salvation also means preservation. It does not only mean rescue, but it also means preservation. Say preservation. Philippians chapter number one. Philippians chapter number one. I read verse number 19. Philippians chapter number one. I read from verse number 19. It said, for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance. Now the word deliverance there is soteria. So one of the word that in fact explains salvation is deliverance he said this shall be for my deliverance so sometimes you realize that you read your bible in the greek they may have put it in english deliverance but maybe they are talking about salvation okay so this through your prayer and the supply of the spirit of jesus christ so paul was saying that your prayer will rescue me amen as you pray for me, you are rescuing me. Because, you know, at that time, his life was in danger. As his life was in danger, he said, By your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Christ, I shall be rescued. You shall be rescued today. Amen, somebody. Very, very important. So, salvation, the simplicity of salvation is to rescue. You remember, Paul said in Romans chapter number 1, verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel. So, if he's not ashamed, why was he not ashamed? For it is the power of God unto salvation. Unto salvation. So when you preach the gospel, when you preach the good news, it is what rescues people from their situation. Are you here with me, somebody? If someone is poor, you remember what Jesus said? He quoted Isaiah. He said, God has sent me to preach the good news to the poor. So the good news to the poor would deliver the poor from poverty. It will not keep the poor in poverty. Because if the, the good news is good enough, nobody can remain poor when they hear the gospel. I say you have been moved from poverty. In fact, in any way, you are born again out of poverty. So you will manifest your riches. You didn't hear what I said. I said you're going to manifest your riches. Yeah. So there are some people who think that to be poor is, is divine. They think it's a, it is holy to be poor. But Jesus Christ came to preach the good news. So if the good news carries power to save, for everything that the good news is delivered to, that good news will rescue the person out of that situation. If the person is sick, when they hear the good news, they are healed. 
if the person is not you know getting whatever they are getting in life when they hear the good news they are made well amen somebody yeah luke chapter number one i need to lay my foundation so that you can get it very well luke chapter number one i read verse number 77 luke chapter number one verse number 77 I'm talking about Jesus he said Jesus was to give knowledge of salvation the knowledge of soteria to his people by the remissions of their sins soteria so Jesus has brought knowledge of our salvation to us amen somebody are you here with me there are many believers who don't have the knowledge of their salvation in other words, they don't know what Jesus has saved them from. By the end of this series, you will know what you have been saved from. So that you can fully walk in your freedom. Because when you know what you have been saved from, you will not allow the devil to put you back in the position where you have been saved from. If you know that you have moved from point A to point B, and point B is better than point A, why do you want to go back to point A? Are you here with me? By the end of this series every sickness in your body will be dissociated from you you'll be separated from any conditions of your body yes because jesus took us out of that place every place that jesus took us from we will not allow ignorance you see knowledge is power you see he said he will give us knowledge so the moment you know what jesus has made available for you you will not allow the devil to take you back to your egypt <laughs> there are some people they have accepted the journey back to egypt while they have crossed the Jordan, they said, you know what? Your gold is still in Egypt. Go and take it. And they are going back to Egypt. Can you imagine? This year, you never go back to your Egypt. You have left your Egypt once and forever. Amen. Oh, do I have some believers in the house? Yeah. So Jesus was bringing us knowledge. Knowledge of salvation. Praise the Lord. Look at verse 78. Through the tender mercy of our God with which the day spring from on high has visited us semicolon 79 to give light to those who sit in darkness did you see that to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace so the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the desert till the day of his manifestation to israel so in jesus's life from his young age he was in a desert until the day he was manifested so most of jesus's life he lived it in the wilderness there are some people who said oh so what is the life of jesus from the time he was young until he, he was 30 years that we all start reading about him this is the answer he was in the desert he was in the desert getting the revelations okay he was in the desert praying fasting he was in the desert having fellowship with the father so when he came when he was manifested whoa they saw a man with power for 30 years prior to his life when he leaves the desert then he will come to the house mommy are you okay i am in the desert you know where i am when he was ready and god revealed him now the israelites said no this man he doesn't talk like one of the scribes he talks like one having power why because he spent much of his time in the desert preparing himself having fellowship fastings prayer receiving revelation getting the word reading the torah reading all of the prophecies concerning him god revealed things to him whilst he was in the desert so when he came out he came with power 
May your preparation present you power. Yeah. He prepared himself. 30 good years. Can you imagine? There are some people today, they just want to be sown today and spring up today. They want to be sown today and spring up today. 30 years for a ministry of three and a half years. Can you imagine? For just a ministry of three and a half years, he was in the desert preparing for 30 good years. No wonder the impact he has made is global. You cannot have a global impact if you want it fast. Fast foods, you know, those who eat fast food, you know their story. They go to the grave faster. But when the food is taking time to be prepared, that is where the nutrition is. So when your life is prepared well, that is what when people see your life, we say, whoa, this is beautiful. There are some people, they are in a hurry. They are in a hurry. I want to be famous. I want to marry at all costs. So it doesn't matter if I'm second, third, fourth wife. You are not ready to be prepared. I'm here in ministry. I said to the glory of the Father with all humility. Since the Lord called me to start doing his work. 16 good years he has been preparing me. And I'm now taking off. Can you imagine? 16 years. And I'm now taking off. So if the magnitude of your glory is big, God will take time to prepare you. You didn't hear what I said. I said when your magnitude of your glory, when the dimension of your glory is big, God will take time to prepare you. May you never be in a rush to get anything. May the Lord prepare you for a greater glory. In the name of Jesus. Greater glory. The second word we are looking at is deliverance or to deliver. Deliverance. Say deliverance. Now some people know of deliverance as you know, just casting out of demons and, and all of that. But I want you to have a proper understanding of deliverance. Deliverance comes from the Greek word ryome or reumai. Reumai sounds better because that's how the phonetic is. It is spelled R-H-Y-O-M-A-I R-H-Y-O-M-A-I Reumai And Reumai Different from salvation It means to draw to oneself So the first one get Get the progression The first one is salvation Salvation is to rescue you So maybe you are in a pit and then Jesus comes to rescue you. It's not rescue you for rescuing sake. He's rescuing you to deliver you. In other words, he's rescuing you to draw you to himself. To bring you to himself. So when God is saving you, he's saving you for the purpose of deliverance. So that he can bring you to himself. Are you here with me right now? So every time you are talking about deliverance, Deliverance is not just in the imagination of people that casting out of demons. No, it's not that the casting out of demons. It is the bringing, drawing people to the Lord. Amen. Someone to deliver. In other words, to snatch out. So as you are having your your devices and all of that, I just come and snatch it from your hand. When I snatch it from your hand, I am snatching it for myself. I'm not snatching it to to give it back to you or to put it down. But I'm snatching it for myself. So when Jesus is delivering somebody, 
is not delivering someone for the person to still be by themselves, but he's delivering them to himself. Are you getting the difference now? The difference between salvation and deliverance. Deliverance is when Jesus draws you, he snatches you from the realm of darkness unto himself. Salvation is when you are rescued. You are rescued. Amen, someone. Yeah. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. I read verse number 13. Matthew chapter number 6. The Lord's Prayer. When you look at the verse 13, it says, And do not lead us into temptation, but my us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So in other words, Jesus was saying, do not lead us into temptation, but draw us unto yourself from evil. So when Jesus is delivering you from evil, he's not delivering you from evil for the sake of, you know, getting you out of the way of evil. No. He's bringing you out of evil unto himself draw us out of evil unto yourself so when jesus saves you he rescues you but it doesn't end there you know all of these things happen within a split of a second it doesn't happen at different days and time and moment no when god saves you he has rescued you and then his deliverance kicks in because the purpose of your salvation is to draw you to himself to bring you from the from the other side of life darkness and everything and bring you to the side of his light you remember when we read, we read luke chapter number one he said to bring light to those who are in darkness and those who are in the shadow of death oh my brother you will never taste death in your life i say you will not experience physical death in your land yeah one day i'm going to teach the power over physical death so hold on it is coming he will bring light so the moment light comes to you in darkness what god has done to you is to deliver you out of darkness unto himself and to take you out of the shadow of death many people are living in the shadow of death that is why david prayed in psalm 23 even though i walk through the valley and the shadow i will fear no evil in as much that death is in this world death is in this world taking people's life we don't fear because who is with us God is with us. His rod, his staff, they are with me. So shadow of death is in the world. Death is there. People, he's swallowing our people. But minus us. Because we have the light. And that light has taken us out from darkness and from the shadow of death. Say, I fear no evil. I've been taken out of evil and I am with the Lord. He has brought me unto himself. He has brought me in attachment to himself. So that you don't suffer again. Say, I will not suffer anymore. I'm still laying my foundation. Go to Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter number 1. I read verse number 12 and 13. Colossians chapter number 1, verse number 12 to 13. It says, Giving thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints where in the light not in darkness so our inheritance is in the light not in darkness 
Praise the Lord. He has right on mind delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sin praise the lord so what has happened to us in christ he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has conveyed us into the kingdom of his son of his love he has already delivered pastors it has taken place already that day you received the gospel and you were saved that very moment what happened to you that you have been delivered also from the power of darkness into the kingdom say i'm no longer under darkness i don't live in darkness i'm not under the power of darkness oh come on i hear with me shout i'm no longer the power of darkness so i'm not in darkness i'm not in the light if i'm in the light my inheritance is found in the light not in darkness so you don't have any business to do with darkness are you here with me somebody we don't have any business to do with darkness and that should tell you why we are in freedom because those who are in darkness don't have freedom you cannot move freely in darkness are you here with me you cannot move freely in darkness you cannot do things freely in darkness because darkness always brings challenges it always brings obstructions as you are walking in darkness boom then you hit something you hit the some you hit some rod or some pole because you cannot see anything before you but in the light you're able to navigate around every challenge around every obstacle around everything because you can see in the light wow i have been delivered from darkness not just darkness the power of darkness yes there's power in darkness there's power in darkness when the people go to the malam and the juju and they go to those places they go to uh that that idol place in Volta, what was the name no go go or whatever they call it no no go go also you see a lot of people putting it on social media right now we won't go to church we won't do it. we'll go to no go go or no go what i don't even know how to pronounce it amen and they are happy it's powerful it's powerful that power cannot work over your life you didn't hear what i said because jesus took you out from church powers such powers have no have no bearing over your life they, that is why anywhere anybody has taken your name that place burns because of you they, that place is destroyed because of you as soon as your name comes out anywhere apart from in the kingdom that place is destroyed because no power of darkness can work over your life what is in you is greater than what is in the world there's no power in the world that can destroy your life shout a good amen somebody there's no power in the world so when you see people all these malam people they put powder in their head and they are doing all these scary scary things and you find christians hey tell it, hey, i'm afraid i'm afraid no how can you be afraid of these powerless people with you they are powerless shout the they are powerless they are powerless because we have been delivered from the power coming from darkness amen somebody first thessalonians chapter number one i'm still laying my foundation beautifully so that when we start taking off we'll take off with the speed of a jet first thessalonians chapter number one 
I read from verse number 9. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1. I read from verse number 9. It says, For they themselves declare concerning us what manner of entry we had to you, and how you turn to God from idols to serve the living and true God, and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So, Jesus has not just delivered you from the power of darkness. He has also saved you, draw you unto himself so that you will not experience the wrath of God coming. You are avoiding the lake of fire because Jesus has delivered you. Not just your past deliverance, but also your future deliverance. When God is about to destroy this world, minus you, because Jesus took you unto himself from darkness and said, not just the darkness of the past, but the darkness that will hit the world in the future, minus you, because you are now in the light. Say, I'm delivered from the wrath that is coming. I'm delivered from that. Praise the Lord. I'm delivered from that. Amen, somebody. So now let's start learning some other things right now. Praise the Lord. So, why are we free? I want to start on that. Why are we free? Today, I'm going to probably end today's foundation here. Why are we free? What is the purpose? What is the purpose? In fact, when you understand why you have received salvation, when you understand why you have received deliverance, you know the inevitable is freedom. The purpose of salvation and deliverance is to walk in freedom. Probably, for you to understand it better, let me touch a bit on the word freedom. Right? I've given you salvation. I've given you deliverance. Let me touch a bit on the word freedom. Now, the word freedom comes from the Greek word eleutheria. Eleutheria. It is spelled E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-I-A. E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-I-A. E-L-E-U-E-L-E-U. Sorry. T-H-E-R-I-A. Praise the Lord. Now, freedom in this word means capable of movement. You are capable to move unfettered. In other words, unrestricted. You are not restricted. Eleutheria means freedom from domination. So you are no longer under the dominion of darkness. Praise the Lord. Let's read First Peter chapter number 2. First Peter chapter number 2. I want to show you that thing then we can move to the other point I raised. 1 Peter chapter number 2. I read from verse number 16. No, from 15 and 16. He said, For this is the will of God. Verse 15. This is the will of God. That by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So foolish people are ignorant. Ignorant people are foolish. That's what the Bible is saying. 1 Peter chapter number 2. I'm reading from verse number 15 to 16. Verse 16. As free 
Yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as born servants of God. In our other versions, the verse 6, it says that you are free. Therefore, live as free people. And don't use your freedom as a way to serve, you know, your flesh. Praise the Lord. Are you here with me? So, freedom is a beautiful thing. When we have freedom, we have the capacity to move. In other words, in darkness, we could not do the things that God wanted us to do. Are you here with me? In darkness, we did not have the capacity and the ability to do the things that God wanted us to do. So we were restricted in darkness to do the will of God. But now, because of salvation and deliverance, shout, I am free. Oh, shout and say, I am free. That is why the, the, the slogan of this ministry the spirit life people is that we are free we are free to walk and move in the light of christ in christ our inheritance has been made available to us praise the lord in christ i move to do the will of god at first in darkness we do not have the ability to move the way the father wanted us to move but now in christ i am free to walk praise the lord somebody are you here with me say i'm free to walk in the will of god so why are we then saved why are we in this why are we saved why are we saved why do we get why is it so important that you must preach the gospel for people to be saved why why is it so important that as a church we are a soul winning church and always pushing you to preach the gospel so that somebody can be saved. It is simple. You may know the answer by now. It's so that everybody who receives the gospel can receive the life of God. That guarantees freedom. To receive the life of God, that guarantees freedom. So the purpose of salvation... The purpose of deliverance is so that you can receive the life of God that guarantees freedom. Say that guarantees freedom. Without salvation, you cannot have the life of God. Without salvation, you cannot move freely in Christ. You need to be saved first. When you are saved and delivered, all working at the same time, Jesus draws you unto himself and then gives you his life. And then when you receive his life, what you have now is the freedom to now walk the way God wanted you to walk. You will live in the way that the Father wants you to live. Are you here with me, somebody? Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. Romans chapter number 8. I read from verse number 1. Romans chapter number 8. I read from verse number 1. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh take note of all of these things mark it in your bible who do not walk according to the flesh but according to what the spirit for the law of the spirit of life the spirit coming from life in christ jesus has made me what free from the law of sin and death so i've been set free from the law of sin and from death say i've been set free from sin and death for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh 
God did by sending his own son in the likeness of a sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemned sin in the flesh that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not work according to the flesh but according to the spirit. So one of the things that you're going to find out in the course of this teaching is that as a child of God, a born again person is not detected to by the flesh. We are those who live according to the spirit. Our freedom guarantees us to walk in the spirit and not in the flesh. In the flesh, there are limitations. Why? You're going to find out very soon. In the flesh, there are limitations. That is why you cannot be a believer. I mean, somebody who is full of the spirit, you come to church and then you are dozing off. Uh uh, you are in the flesh. You are living the life of the flesh. And the Lord told me yesterday that by the time we are done with this series, some of you, you will be enveloped by the glory of the Spirit. In that, some of you, I saw it. That I realized that when I was teaching, when I was seeing the vision, some of you were sitting in church, even as the word is coming, you're all over the place. You could not even sit down because now you have been enveloped by the Spirit. Now you have the capacity to hear from the Spirit because the Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You too, you bear witness that indeed the Spirit of your Father is speaking to you. Yeah. No, I, I can stand here and look at some of you and realize that no, 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 you are not, you are not receiving in the Spirit. Yeah. You are those who are so flesh conscious. But knowledge has come. And that knowledge will set you free. Are you here with me, somebody? Yeah. John chapter 3, verse 16. You know what is there? John 3, 16. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him will not do what? Will not perish, but have what? will have everlasting life you have life all the time now the word everlasting usually people think that it is like futuristic they think it is something in the future no everlasting is not something in the future in fact the word everlasting means always so when you have received life when you have received the gospel you're going to have life all the time say i have life all the time Oh, come on, come on, come on. Are you in church? I have life all the time. It's not in the future. It's not when Jesus comes before I begin to experience the, the life of God. Even now, today, tomorrow, tomorrow's next, all the time, I have life. Say, I have life. All the time. I have life. Always. Today, tomorrow, the days after, I have life. Oh, come on, shout the glorious. Amen life all the time so everlasting life because you see the people that were in the world before Jesus came they had everlasting death they were dead every man under the sun until Jesus Christ came they had death all the time every day people are dying are people not dying they are dying every day somebody is dying so death was reigning every day in the lives of people they didn't have life. But thanks be to Jesus. As soon as it came, now we have life every day. We are not talking about, we are not talking about the flesh life. We are talking about the God life. That has the power to shut the mouth of death and tell that, hey, you don't have any place here. 
that's the kind of life we have all the time say i have the life of god always so when you are talking about everlasting life don't think about oh you know what yeah that one will come when we go to heaven you have it right now say i have the life of god right now the life of god is working in me right now not when i go to heaven right now i'm experiencing the glory of the life of my father oh shout a good amen that is what we have many many people so you realize that people, there are some believers who think that oh, it is normal to be sick now it is normal to be poor now when i go to heaven i say in heaven no more than you remember that song uh, can, can someone help me with that tune no there, there, no 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 oh, master no more sorrow no more this when we go to heaven you know that's what they are singing what you are waiting for no more sorrow when you get to heaven oh master you die before you go to heaven no? <laughs> you are waiting to go to heaven before you don't want to have any sorrow say i don't have any sorrow i don't need to wait to go to heaven because before my body does not have to experience sickness i don't wait to i don't have to wait to go to heaven before i don't have to live a life of poverty no way right now say right now right now i live a life of health oh come on some of you you are not talking you are not talking you better declare it say right now i live a life of health a life of prosperity a life of divine interventions a life of favor a life of joy you are waiting to go to heaven don't wait in fact if you don't know how to live the life of heaven today you might be lost when we go to heaven you'll be out of place you'll be thinking ah, but here what do we do here you should have started living whilst you're in the world praise the lord somebody oh shout amen somebody so we have received the life of god it guarantees it is not a probability it guarantees freedom to be born again guarantees a life of freedom from the dominion of darkness whoa whoa i thought it was normal to be sick uh -uh -uh. not in christ i thought it was normal to be poor no way not in christ oh, i thought it was okay to go through all kinds of hardship no way yes let me tell you there's a difference between persecution persecution is when the devil releases people to come and attack you physically but you remember, read the story of jesus many times when they designed to attack him physically they couldn't it was until he was ready that he gave himself for them to kill him if jesus did not allow himself to be killed he said my life i lay it down and i take it up he decided when he was ready to go even people could not kill him they saw him in the temple they saw him walking around they could not rest to kill him because they had no power to do that are you here with me somebody yes the time is coming the church will be persecuted but i can say to the glory of the lord the plans of the devil cannot work at his whims and caprices we still have the glory to overcome all of his traps all of his ways in the mighty name of jesus too many believers have accepted hardship poverty lack but by the end we finish this series your mind shall be renewed you shall repent from such thinking and you will move on to live a life of glory in the mighty name of jesus so we have received the life that guarantees freedom ability to move freely in the way that god intends us to live our life god wants us to move freely 
freely in health, freely in prosperity, freely in abundance. He wants us to live life, okay? The Bible says we serve a living God. Not the God who lives to die. Not a dead God. But we serve a living God. Present tense continuous. He's living. Every day he's living. That is the life we have. So the life that we have in Christ makes us to also live. Acts chapter 17. He said in him we move, we live and have our being. In him we live, we move and have our being. Where do we live? We live in the one who is living. Come on somebody, are you here with me? I'm living. I'm not just alive. I'm not just alive. I'm not just awake. I am living. Now you see, when you say you are alive, it sounds nice. But to live is better than to be alive. And alive, to be alive simply means to be awakened to probably some consciousness of your environment. But when you are living, you just don't live for the sake of your consciousness of the environment. You live for a purpose. You live knowing that you don't die. Come on, somebody. God lives knowing that he cannot die. He does not have death in him. Yes, let me tell you the truth. Some of you don't know. God himself made death, but he does not have death in him. Now, now, if God didn't make death, how did death come into the world? Don't be surprised. Isaiah 54. He said, I made the one who destroys. <laughs> the destroyer. Lucy, I made him. But no weapons he forms against you shall prosper. He, he, had, just, he had just made it clear that I made him. I know him. But whatever he plans against your life, it cannot work. Oh, you are not here with me, somebody. Whatever he plans against your life, it cannot work. Tell your neighbor, it cannot work. It cannot work. Cannot work. Cannot work. Cannot work. No, it cannot work. It, can't, it just can't work. Our father created him. He created, so if God is telling you, you shall not die, you should not be thinking, hey, death is a part of our life. The one who created even death saying, you shall not die. And you are thinking of dying. Say, I shall not die. Yeah. You see, when life was taken out of Lucifer, he took over death. Yeah, God intentionally made it. I, I, I believe, I believe, you know, God, God, before God does everything perfectly and beautifully, he will first experiment some things. I believe so. <laughs> because realize that the angels, there are two types. The wicked ones that came with Lucifer and then other good ones that are there with him. So the bad ones tasted death. He took life from them and said, you'll be dead. That is why he's the only one that will destroy death forever. First Corinthians chapter 15. Are you here with me, somebody? Death is under my feet. Say, death is under my feet. I rule over death. In the mighty name of Jesus. Galatians chapter number 4. Galatians chapter number 4. Galatians chapter number 4. Praise the Lord. I read from verse number 1. <laughs> read it along with me. Now I say that the hair, as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is a master of all. <laughs> but these are the guardians and stewards unto the time appointed by the father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. Hey, how can you read this verse and don't cry? 
Meaning that there are many believers who are still under the elements of the world. What are the elements of the world? Sickness, poverty, death, problems of all types. Those people who are under those elements, the Bible is saying they are children. And it said, hey, the one who has the inheritance, as long as he's a child, is not different from a slave. In other words, as you are sitting here, your inheritance is not in doubt. What God has given you is not in question. You have been fully blessed, glorified, multiplied, increased. It's not in doubt. But the reason some of you may not be experiencing the glory of the Lord in your life is because you are behaving as a child. You don't know what you have. The child does not know what he or she has until he has obtained full age. Oh, So you realize that the, the child believer, the child Christian, hey, I'm sick. Hey, there's a pain all the time. They are under the elements. Under the elements. They don't know that in Jesus Christ, no sickness has any right over their body. No problem has any opportunity or power to come over them. They don't know. They think it's normal for this headache to always be there. I'm always having headache. I don't know. I've been to the doctors. I've been, I always have stomach pain. I've been to the doctors. You've been to the doctors? You've been to the doctors? You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to suffer. See, I'm no longer under the elements. I'm not under the element. Oh, shout it with faith. Say, I'm not under any element. That is why if you are here with any kind of condition, you are healed right now. They leave you right now. They're leaving you. Any problem you came to church with. Any problem. I say any problem. Any issue, whether financially, whether educationally, whether whateverly, I declare that they leave you right now. They're leaving you right now. Right now. Right now. Right now. When you are under, when you are a child, you don't know. Hey, how many hairs do we have here? You are an hair. I'm an hair of Christ. My inheritance is sorted out. I have an inheritance. I have an, shout, I have an inheritance. I have an inheritance in Christ. Wow. Verse 4. Look at what it says. But when the fullness of the time had come, hey, God sent forth his time. Born of a woman. Born under the law. To redeem those who were under the law. That we might receive the adoptions as sons. Shout a glorious amen. And because you are sons. God has sent forth the spirit of his son. Into your heart. Crying out. Abba father. Therefore. You are no longer a slave, but a son. In other words, in Christ, you are no longer a child. God has gravitated you from being a child into a son. And by virtue of you being a son, look at what he says. Then hey of God through Christ. Shut I'm a hair of God. I'm a hair of God. So when Jesus Christ came, do you know what he came to do? He came to make a sons. Whoa, the word sons. Okay. The word sons, heals in the Greek, it means the one who has achieved perfection, the one who has been brought up to maturity, the one who has come up to knowledge, understanding of their rights and their responsibilities in Christ. Today, everything that God has made available to you, you walk in them. I say you walk in them. I say you walk in them. 
say you walk in them in the mighty name of Jesus. Walking in them. Shout, I'm walking in them. I'm walking in them. I'm walking in them. There are some people who think that I, I'm not supposed to be rich. God in Christ has blessed you both spiritually and materially. It is not, it's not enough. See, if your spiritual blessings is not making impact in your work in this world, then go and reread your blessings again. For your spiritual position is meant for your material or your physical advancement. You didn't hear what I said. Your spiritual position in Christ is meant for your physical advancement in this world. As you know who you are in Christ, that determines how far you can go in this world. Those who are in this world who don't know who they are in Christ, they are the ones that the enemy tosses them to and fro. But from today, you are moving ahead in life, forward in life, steadily in the glory of the Lord. Steadily. Shout, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free to be blessed. I'm free to walk in health. I'm free to walk in riches. I'm free to walk in joy. Oh, you know what? Let's go somewhere. Amen. I wanted to end, but let's go somewhere. Let me add this last caption, then we can finish. Now, I want to start something. If the essence of salvation is to bring me freedom, then what am I free from? It's important you know, isn't it? I must know what I'm free from. Because I cannot be walking not knowing what I'm free from. We know Ghana, we are free from the British. Everybody. Kindergarten. 1957. 6th March. Independence Day. What do we get independence from? From the British. So you must know what you have been free from. Is that a good call? Amen. Now write this down. Every born again child of God is free from sin. That manifested or that was manifested in the flesh. Sin. We are free from sin. That was manifested in the flesh. Who is the, the captain of sin? The devil. So when you have been freed from sin, automatically you have been freed from the devil. Come on. Are you guessing the picture here? Anyone who is freed from sin is freed from the devil. Because the devil's way of living, his style of living is through sin. God's way of living is through righteousness. So because sin is the works of Satan, anyone who is freed from sin, automatically you are freed from the devil. And now I have explained what sin is. But for those who don't know what sin is, it's simple. Sin, the Greek word for sin is hamatia. Hamatia, which is spelled H-A-R-M-A-T-I-A. H-A-R-M-A-T-I-A. It simply means to miss the mark. To miss the standard. So when I miss the mark that God has set for himself, you are in sin. So what is the standard? How does God reveal his standard? He reveals his standard through his word. The will of God is his standard. The way he wants you to live your life. The way God designed you to live your life is his standard. 
That is his righteousness. That is his standard. So anybody who is not living according to the standards of God, you are in sin. In other words, if you are not living in accordance to the word of God and his will, you are in sin. Did you not find it in Genesis chapter number 1? Why did God create Adam? Genesis 1, 26. That they would take care of everything we are created. Verse 27, 28, 29. And God blessed them. And said, be fruitful and multiply. And then he went on to tell them, all, all the fruits, the trees in the garden, you are free to eat everything. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, don't eat it. So God set a standard for Adam. The righteousness of God was for Adam not to have eaten that tree. Are you here with me? Are you following me? And when he did that, as, long, as soon as Adam ate the fruit from the tree that God said he should not eat, what happened? He sinned. And when he sinned, death took over. So you realize that Satan works through sin in order to kill you. You didn't hear what I said. Satan works through sin in order to kill you. Because the moment Adam sinned, death came. And death is Satan himself. Death is Satan himself. So, we are free from the life in which we don't walk in accordance to the standard God has set for us. Every child of God from today you have been set free, saved, delivered, and set free to walk and live your life in accordance to God's righteousness. Oh, now listen. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Today I'm teaching you something, you know. Second Corinthians chapter number 5. Look at verse number 21. Okay, let's do 20 and 21. Second Corinthians 5, 20 and 21. It said, now then, we are the ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin. Did you see that? He made Jesus who knew no sin to be sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. So, Jesus, he knew no sin. He knew no sin. He did no sin. He committed no sin. Yet, he was made sin. On the cross, he was made sin for you and I. So that through what he was made on the cross, you and I, we can become the righteousness of God in him who was made sin and died, paid the price of sin on our behalf. Are you here with me? So now, I am not supposed to walk in sin because Jesus already took my place on the cross as a sinful person though he did not sin i'm not supposed to walk in sin i'm not supposed to walk in the life that is below the standard of god the bible said that if the enemy comes like a flood what is going to happen god will raise a standard the standard of god is his righteousness so when the devil comes and says hey today you are sick the righteousness of god in your body is his health that is in your body it is righteous to be healthy. It is righteous to be, to be prosperous. It is righteous to live a life of glory. The righteousness of God is what reveals his glory. So you and I, we have been brought into the place of God's righteousness where we don't exhibit sin. Uh, 
Now I've heard some people say, hey, to be a Christian is hard. Oh. It's very difficult to be a Christian every day. Ah, man of God will say fasting, fasting. The way I love my work plan and Fedrite Chi and my TZ and my something, something. Every day fasting. How many of you fasted? Lift up your hands. If you fasted in the house, raise your hand. Jesus is here. God bless you. So we have a percentage wise, less than average fasting. How many of you ate the whole week whilst we were fasting? Raise your hands. Be honest. Miriam, Mount Sasonati, how many of you ate the whole week? Wow. See, Jesus is here. How many of you ate the whole week? Monday to Friday. God bless you for being truthful. How many of you ate two days out of the five days? How many of you ate three days out of the five days? You ate three days out of the five. How many of you ate four days out of the five? You ate four days out of the five. Wow. But shout, I'm the righteousness of God. Oh, say it was, I'm the righteousness of God. Amen, somebody. God doesn't want us to live below his standard. That is what I'm declaring over your life. That situation that looks like poverty and lack in your life, it is disappearing from your life from today. You didn't hear what I said. I, 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 those of you who came last Friday, I was telling you about a, a guy, I heard a story in, in, in my bishop's church. He said, if they told him and his family to raise 500 cities, okay, if they told him and his family, not him alone, him and his family to raise 500 cities. It would take the family not less than one week to raise 500 cities. And you think this is a lovely life. You think it's a life that glorifies God. Because of poverty. I told you the last time. One day I went to an evangelism. A circle. I went to visit the businesswoman a circle. You know the business, some of you don't know. It's okay. When I went to preach to one of them, and I asked the lady, so why are you doing this business? And she said, because of hardship. Hardship. So would hardship move someone to go and sleep with somebody she does not know from Adam? That should tell you why you... you see, let me tell you. There is no problem for you to prosper. All that God is telling you, let me prosper you. If I prosper you, I don't have any problem. But if you want to go your own way to try and get something, that is why I have a problem with you. Because everybody in this world must be prosperous through me. Say yeah, the Lord. Because of poverty. They are selling their bodies. Some people are not a circle doing night business. They are on their phone doing phone business. I have seen people on social media. I don't know how they filtered into my account. I've been deleting plenty of people of late. I don't know. I don't know. Seriously. That they will put their numbers and say, call me for this private this in 70 cities. Girls, ladies. For a naked chat. This, this. Pay 70 Momo the number and I'll give you my WhatsApp number. We do private Momo this thing, Momo that. You see what poverty is? It's a sin to be poor. 
But poverty does not meet the standard of God. Does God love the poor? Yes. Does God love the sinner? Yes. He wants the sinner to repent and be saved. But he does not endorse poverty. You didn't hear what I said. If you are in this church, wash your brain and your mind with the word. In this church, if you come here poor, you grow up rich. Jesus will come and meet you here rich. Jesus will come back and you are pro- you didn't, Some of you are not excited. As if you want poverty. This church, you come, you are poor, you become rich because you cannot hear the word of God like this and remain poor. It's not possible. Say it's not possible. Jesus has made us his righteousness. Say I'm the righteousness of God. So we are saved from sin. Sin. Say sin. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. Romans chapter number 6. I read from verse number 14. It says, For for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law but under grace. Did you see that? Freedom means to be free from any kind of dominion, right? So now, I am free from sin because it shall not have dominion over me. It shall not have dominion. It says, sin shall not rule over me. It cannot rule over me. Yeah. I don't have dominion. It's, I'm free from it. Free from it. Sin. And most of the time, sin manifested through the flesh. But the spirit of life can also manifest through your flesh. Are you getting what I'm saying? We're going to read it in another time. But look at what he's saying in verse 15. Well then, shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourself slaves to obey, you are that one slaves whom you obey, whether of sin leading to what? I told you, Satan brings sin that will lead you to death. So sin leads to death. Anyone who commits sin of all types, it leads to death. Amen. Sin leading to death or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanked. That though you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that from that form of doctrine to which you were delivered. Are you not getting the sequence now? Salvation, deliverance, freedom. So you were delivered from sin. Say, I was delivered from sin. Oh, shout it. I was delivered from sin. Yeah. And having been set what? Are you reading? Having been set free from what? Sin. Oh, I loved it. You became slaves of what? Righteousness. Say, I've been set free from sin. I've been set free from sin. I'm not a slave of righteousness. I'm not bound to righteousness. No wonder, as a child of God, you must not entertain any thought of sin because you are free from sin. You are free from sin to walk in righteousness. So it's not difficult to be righteous. It is your position and your state of being in Christ Jesus. You are not supposed to struggle with sin because you have been set free from sin. You have been delivered from sin. And now you have been separated from sin. Are you here with me, somebody? Why should a, a Christian husband, a Christian gentleman, why should you struggle with sin? In that you cheat on your wife or you, there are some guys, they, they say, oh, because of grace. And they are sleeping with the girls. They go to this one, I love you. This one, I love you. This one, I love you. 
not in this church you repent or you are faced out by the Holy Ghost we are not teaching you for you to be living a life of sin you must have 100% hatred for sin you didn't hear what I said are you here with me you must have 100% hatred for sin hatred for sin because that is not the life you have are you getting it here that is why when you read Galatians chapter number 5, when he was talking about the works of the flesh, he was talking about the works of, the sin, of sin. Adultery, fornication, lying, gossip, drunkenness. Oh, my, oh as for Alomo, too short, they do it too small anything. I used to take 10 shots. Now, I've, because of Jesus, I've reduced it to two shots. I've reduced it to two shots. By the time Jesus comes, it would have gone to one. Amen. The Bible said, God said, we should not be drunk with wine. Did you see that? Have you read it in your Bible before? Don't be drunk with what? What should we be drunk with? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is what must control us. You must not be taking the Ogogro, the beer bottle. So, me, I don't take Akwetashiba, I take beer. The bottom line is that, is there, is there alcohol in there? He said, I take, I take sweet wine. I take bay leaves. Is it bay leaves they call it? Bay leaves. You see, I'm saying bay leaves. I don't even know how the name. Those of you who are pronouncing the name well, you know the name. <laughs> they know the name. Bay leaves. So this one is, is sweet. It hasn't contained alcohol. Repent. Repent. Ask your neighbor, if you trip, you repent, repent, repent. Praise the Lord, somebody. We don't drink. Yeah. So you be controlled by. There are some people, when they see you, they respect you. They don't have anything bad to say. The moment they drink, they see you, they start insulting. You see what alcohol has done to them. But when you are drunk by the Holy Ghost, you see that same person and you start blessing. Instead of you insulting, you start blessing. May the Holy Spirit cause you to bless people. Even the people who say they hate you, bless them. We are drunk by the Holy Ghost. Amen, somebody. Say, I'm free from sin. Yeah. All these people say, I struggle with women. When I see women, yes. Every man may have been there before. But as you are growing in the spirit, you can see a beautiful lady. And say, wow, you are beautiful. You are beautifully made. And that ends it. You don't take numbers for after service hours. and those. You don't do those things. You don't start dreaming about that lady and start, no, fascinating. No, 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 no. My guys, are you here? Oh, my guys, are you here? So if you are here and you are male, the all, all that you need is one woman. Whether a wife or somebody you want to marry. Simple as that. Are you here with me, somebody? You don't need multiple women. It's a work of sin. Satan makes the men feel like the more women they have, the more powerful they are. It makes them think that they are more wise because of they have warm women. Ah, ah, ah. It's foolishness. Foolishness. Recently in the news, 
a man was caught dead in a hotel room apparently has left the wife children went to sleep with his something something side chick middle chick top chick back chick i don't know which chick is that because how many chicks can go to your side so when you start feeling your side you start feeling your front and start feeling your back so maybe that one's a back chick not side chick but your side can be so long side side chick when you feel that please start feeling your front chicks start feeling your back chicks so i don't know which one killed him <laughs> say i'm free from all the side chicks and the front chicks and the back chicks yeah, i'm free from all of them amen i'm free from all of them it is righteousness to stick to the plan of god yeah when you have one wife i love my wife maybe you have a beloved you want to marry stay glued to the picture the tv is clear the tv is clear don't don't change the channels stay on that channel it's clear you promise her we'll marry so and so you want to change it don't change it the remote is spot in jesus name you watch that channel <laughs> amen somebody don't watch it you don't watch it they watch it in this church you don't change channels like that you watch that channel praise the lord yeah yeah if you're a lady here and somebody says i want to marry you you should come and tell me because we have all the information at our yeah maybe you can't say oh i want to i like you you just come and tell me we will do the investigation and we'll give you the report are you here with me somebody yeah i've got there some no but in this church all my guys are righteous oh shut i am righteous we don't do those things in this church. No, no, no. We have lovely guys, beautiful ladies. Amen, somebody. Yeah. So when you go out there in the world, don't allow those things to deceive you. No. It's not because of money you start lying. The thing is 100, he said it's 1,000. And so, me did me do my home. Ah, 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 ah. So, Bia did me do my home then. When the invoice is supposed to be 100, they have made it 1,000. Oh, no, no, no. Righteous people don't do that. No, a righteous man does not need to steal to make wealth. We make wealth by the blessings of the Father. That same job you are doing, God will increase it. That you don't have to steal to make it. God will multiply it. You open branches, branches everywhere. Yeah. Some of you, you are working in some office. By the close of this year, you are having your side business in Jesus' name. Yeah, you, don't, you don't have to steal. If they are paying you this, thank you, Lord. You take it. You live your life. Don't have to cheat. Don't have to lie. Because that sinful life, you have been set free from it. So I've been set free from free, um, sin. Amen. So uh, we have been set free from it. And no weapon of the devil can touch us. Let's read verse 22. And then we'll do Galatians and then we are done. Look at verse number. Um, okay, let, let's do. Let's do. Okay, let's start twenty to twenty-two, so that you get a, a clear picture. He said, "For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness." Did you see that? In other words, when we were in the world, when we were humanizing and chilling and doing all those things, we didn't have any responsibility to be righteous. You remember those days when we were in the world, when somebody invites us to church, we don't want to go. 
Even when we go to church, we are at the back. Chatting, talking, looking at the girls in the house. Planning whose number we're going to take and all of that. That was the fruit we were buried. But today we are free. Amen, somebody. Yeah. So when you are in sin, you are free from righteousness. That is why when you are in righteousness, you are free from sin. Praise the Lord. And he said, verse 21, what fruit did you have then in the things of which you are now ashamed of? In fact, you must be ashamed. Ashamed when you look back at your life when you were humanizing and lying and you must ah you must feel ashamed. If you are not ashamed yet, when you cast your mind back at the things you used to do, then you have not repented yet. <laughs> you must look back and say, Oh Father, forgive me. Hey, it's me pan a mere sad way. Ah, me, I did that. Oh, Father, forgive me. Father, forgive me. When you look back, you must be ashamed of it. Amen. And look at what he said. He said, for the end of those things is death. The end of adultery is death. The end of fornication is death. The end of stealing is death. Have you not seen someone stealing who have been killed before? Die. Die. Last year, 2020, there was a video that was trending that a man went to sleep with somebody's wife. And the husband of the wife saw the video. Or they, they saw where the thing was going. Came to the hotel. Came and shot the man. And killed the man. Po, 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 po. In front of the, the wife. I think in Uganda. Very sad. Very, very sad. The end result of sin is both physical death, spiritual death. Many people, you see, there are some people when they die in sin, kapush, you are done. Second death, you will experience it. Are you here with me? So, death is not something that belongs to the child of God. Yeah. Verse 22. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God, you have your fruit toward holiness and the end everlasting life shall glory and then we have been quoting it very very often and then came for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord so the wages the end of sin is always death and i've been set free from death i've been set free from death because i have first been set free from sin and that is why jesus was made sin because if jesus oh thank you lord if Jesus was not made sin, there was no way he was going to die on the cross. So he, he didn't die because of righteousness. He first needed to have been made sin. And because he was made sin, he was now a candidate to die. So before he died on the cross, before he gave his last breath on the cross, he was made sin. No wonder he was bruised. He was crushed. His countenance was ugly because on the cross, he was even sick on the cross. He was missing on the cross. So that through sin, Jesus was able to die. And when Jesus died, and then he came back to life, what happened was that he has defeated sin, defeated death. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, 
He's a new creation. In other words, the old things of a life of sin and death has passed away. Behold, I am now righteous and walking in life. Shout a glorious amen, somebody. I'm no longer walking in sin and death. I'm not walking in the righteousness. Whoa. Wow. It's so powerful. When I look at my life, I'm not walking in righteousness and life. Anything that has to do with sin, no. No. Nothing is happening like that again in my life. You are walking in the freedom of Christ Jesus. You are walking in the freedom of Christ Jesus. Shall be on our feet from today. Any life that had bore resemblance and bearing the fruit of sin in the name of the Lord Jesus. You are walking away from that in Jesus' name. I say any life. Thank you for being a part of today's message. This program was brought to you by the friends and partners of the Spirit Life people. For further information, kindly visit us at www.thespiritlifepeople.com or subscribe to our podcast and YouTube channels or find us on all major social media platforms. Stay blessed and always remember that in Christ Jesus, we are free.